freaks, geeks, and peeps, it's Kelsey here, the host of Slime and Slashers, the YouTube channel, and I'm here just to remind you that this is an audio-only version of my YouTube channel. So this video you're about to hear was previously recorded and released on YouTube, and in this case, this is an older video that I uploaded a while ago, so anything that I reference that might be you know, from the past, just keep in mind it might not be a current thing. And if you do want to check out the original video with any links that I might have originally linked in the original video, I will have that original video linked down below so you could check out the original and see what I wrote in the description and also see the b-roll footage that I included in the video itself and find out more information of anything that uh, might seem vague or unclear in audio only format. Anyway guys, I hope you really enjoy this episode and until next time, Keep on killing it! Enjoy! Welcome, fellow freaks, geeks, and nostalgic nerds to my channel, Slime and Slashers, where, yeah, we talk about everything from Nickelodeon slime to horror movie slashers, but plenty of stuff in between. However, today, it's one of those specific two things, nothing in between. Today, it is all about horror slashers, and specifically, horror movie slashers because this video I'll be giving you guys my top five underrated non-mainstream horror movie slashers and I cannot wait to give you guys this top five list so stay right where you are because when we come back we will get into my top five Welcome back, guys. Just to reiterate, this is a list of my personal top five favorite underrated slasher movies. And what I mean by the word underrated is that I'm talking about slasher movies that are not mainstream. So not Halloween, not Nightmare on Elm Street, not flippin' Friday the 13th. Even though I love all of those, and if you're wondering what my favorite mainstream horror slasher movie is, it is Halloween, the original Halloween, 1978, of course. I love that movie, forever will love it, but this list is all about horror movies that don't get a lot of love, specifically slasher horror movies that don't get a lot of love, that are bloody or unique in some way. I left off a few things off my list, that I'll probably shout out as an honorable mention at the end, but we'll get there when we get there. But let's start off at number five. Number five is a movie I watched just last year, and yes, it's corny, yes, the acting is bad, but if you're looking for something that is unique, it's a fun little slasher that you don't have to take too seriously, and a slasher with some very, very different kills, and also different types of camera angles. There's actually shots from shopping carts, from these grocery store aisles, because this slasher is Intruder, and it takes place in a grocery store. So Intruder was released in 1989. You could find this on Shudder right now. You could also watch it with ads on Pluto TV, Vudu, and Tubi. And this is something that's really unique and cool. You would think that this makes me biased, and this is the reason why I included it on my list, but I promise it's not. This movie was released on my 
legit birthday, January 13th, 1989. That's the actual day I was born, and apparently, according to IMDb, that is when this movie is released. The basic premise of Intruder is the overnight stock crew of a local supermarket finds themselves being stalked and slashed by a mysterious maniac. And like I said, the acting's not the best, but there's a funny, hilarious part with a sandwich. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, pay close attention and watch out for the scene with the sandwich and with something else involved as well. And that part's really fun and funny and crazy and creepy all at the same time. And like I said, very cool kills awesome movie, not an award winner. So don't go in thinking that this is going to be not cheesy, that this is going to be prestigious, that this is going to be to the level of Halloween 1978. The quality is definitely less. By the way, Bruce Campbell is in it and he's actually billed as one of the stars in it if you look up a movie poster, but he's really only in it for like a minute or two at most. It's like the quickest appearance ever for someone to have their name in like the big like movie poster credits it's ridiculous anyway it is worth watching just for the setting alone i, I really am a big fan of unique settings for slasher movies because you know a lot of times it's in a house or a neighborhood this time it's in a flipping grocery store and i think that's great number four Number four for me is a fun little slasher, Happy Birthday to Me. And this was released in 1981. Right now you could stream it with ads on Crackle, Fubo TV, and you could also rent it on Amazon if you want. I have it on Blu-ray and I have some fond memories of when I bought it because I actually bought it over when I was visiting in the UK. I was actually in London when I bought it. But somehow, even though I bought the Blu-ray overseas, it's, I think, region-free, it's what it's called. It still works in my Blu-ray player here, so I was lucky with that. But this is a unique slasher as well. I think all the movies on my list are different. Now, you, if you're a hardcore horror buff, you've already probably heard of these, but I'm just gonna give you my top five nonetheless and why I like them and why they're in my top five underrated movies list. So I really love this one because I feel like the mystery to it is really good. The kills are over the top. Awesome. So, and this is not a spoiler because it's right in the movie poster. Somebody gets shish kebobbed through their freaking face in their mouth. Freaking, how can you beat that? That deserves a place in the list alone just because of that one scene and that one kill but there's also a fun weightlifting scene that has a cool kill there's a great ending and like the crescendo to this movie is pretty wild now again i think a lot of these movies that i'm going to talk about the acting's not superb in the majority of these films that's okay it's still an entertaining story it's still a good time and it's still a slasher that doesn't get a huge amount of recognition in terms of people who are just casual horror movie watchers probably would not have heard of it so if you're one of those types of viewers then i would check it out because it is worth your time and it is different Number three for me, personally, I love this film, Terror Train. This was released in 1980. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis and David Copperfield. Yes, David Copperfield, the magician. He actually is in the movie playing basically a version of himself. So he's playing a ma 
magician in the movie but i love it so here much like intruder this is on my list largely because of the setting of the movie this movie the majority of it takes place on a moving train and i love that also if you're into watching horror movies around the time that they're actually set in this one's set around new year's eve so you could watch this around new year's or if you're looking for a unique slasher for halloween this would do the trick jimmy lee curtis did this after halloween but I actually think her acting is a little more fine-tuned in Terror Train. However, not all the acting is good, like I've said with most of these movies so far. There is a train conductor in this movie, and for some reason this character's insane. He's yelling at Jamie Lee Curtis's character. He's like, calm down! And he's so annoying because just leave Jamie Lee Curtis alone. She's seen her friends get picked off and killed, and she's upset, and you're freaking acting like her reaction is abnormal or she's some wild you know woman so i just thought that was kind of sexist and annoying but it was also hilarious because the conductor's reactions were just over the top absurd no one would react the way he was reacting to jamie lee curtis's emotions and stuff so that part was great and i do think that another reason i was apt to put it on my list is because the killer is wearing a Groucho Marx mask, and I'm a big Groucho Marx fan and Marx Brothers fan in general. If you guys don't know who the Marx Brothers are, they're kind of like the more sophisticated version of the Three Stooges. They don't poke each other and do as much slapstick, but they are like a comedy group. They're all brothers and they all play music. So they had music in their movies, but lots of comedy. And Groucho is the most well-known Marx brother, but yeah, they did a whole string of movies back in the day. They're black and white and I love them. And I've got a collection of their movies. Again, the setting of Terror Train is really what makes it stick out. There's a really wonderful scene that takes place in like a closed cage area of the train and so the essential premise of terror train we have college students that are targeted by a mass killer at a new year's eve party aboard a moving train much like i already described to you guys like i said the mask the setting the acting it's just a lot of fun the david copperfieldness i don't even know what you want to call it i'm trying to use david copperfield's name as an adjective does it work i don't know i'm gonna make it work whatevs. It's me. I make up stuff all the time. Weird words. All right. So yes, check out Terror Train if you haven't seen it. I think it's a good time. Very casual, easy to view slasher. Next up, I think this is probably the most prestigious movie on my list in terms of acting because it's got the best actor out of all of these movies. So Psycho 2 from 1983. And that stars Anthony Perkins, of course, reprising his role as Norman Bates from the first Psycho. I think this is one of the most underrated horror sequels. Don't, like, don't even think about slashers. It's just one of the best sequels ever and one of the most underrated sequels ever. I really love it. And I was very excited to see it for the first time about a year ago. My friend Nathaniel Toll, who's a big, big horror movie fan, and he wrote the book Pumpkin Cinema, which is all about perfect horror movies to watch around Halloween time. He was telling me how much he loves Psycho 2 and how it's basically his favorite sequel. So I actually had high expectations going into Psycho 2. And so I was not disappointed, let me just tell you. It was wonderful, it was marvelous. The essential premise of the film, after years of treatment at a mental institution for the criminally insane, serial killer Norman Bates is finally released. Deciding to move back into his long dead mother's infamous old house, he soon finds himself tormented by her demands and begins to question his own sanity. 
if you've been putting off seeing this because you think there's no way it'll be anywhere close to as good as the first one, then I'd say take a chance and watch it because I do think the story is awesome and it's really great to see more about what happens to Norman Bates after what takes place in Psycho. Next up, my number one pick, and I'm so excited about this. All right, dun, 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 drum roll, which is a very weak drum roll. That's neither here nor there. But my number one pick for top underrated slasher movie is Stage Fright, aka Aquarius, aka Deliria. Yes, it's known by all those three names. It's got a whole bunch of different names. You can find it by Googling and searching any of those. It's from 1987. You can find it on Shudder. You could also find it for free with ads on Pluto TV, Tubi, and Vudu. This film is artistically so awesome. It was directed by and hopefully, I'm not going to butcher this, Michelle Sauve. Sauve. I don't know. I don't know. It's Italian, but I'm not doing a good job. And the reason I'm pointing out the director is because he worked as the second unit director and assistant director on many, many of Dario Argento's films. If Dario Argento sounds familiar to you, it's because he's the director of movies like Opera, Suspiria, Deep Red. We're talking about peak awesome horror movies, Italian goodness. It's just wonderful stuff. And so you could see Argento's influence and style in Stage Fright because the director worked so much with Argento on Argento's actual films. So this, you know, Argento's not involved in Stage Fright, but there's definitely an Argento-ness. <laughs> there's definitely a, a signature style there and it's just wonderful. Awesome visuals, it's got a sense of surrealism to the movie, great music and overall atmosphere, super rich and deep in their color scheme of the film. Essentially the premise, a troupe of struggling stage actors rehearsing for a small town production of a play panic after finding out they are locked in a theater with a killer wearing an owl mask. It's so, in a way, kind of like heavy metal because there's just such random artsy fartsy type of stuff going on in this movie but it's also a lot of fun it's gotta be one of my favorites it just gives me Suspiria vibes hardcore it's just different from any other slasher movie on my list in terms of it's super super stylized it's like you're watching a music video but it's a slasher movie if that makes sense so highly recommend if you guys have not already seen it if you have already seen it what do you think and also guys just leave your thoughts below what's your favorite underrated slasher because I am am by no means an expert. I will say my friend Kat and I had so many discussions of so many slasher movies last year. And speaking of other videos to check out, not only if you haven't seen my videos with Kat with us discussing slashers, then I also want to point you towards Katrina Brown. I love her YouTube channel. She's one of my favorite people and one of my favorite channels right now. And she's just such a sweetheart and she really gets and understands the Halloween spirit. So she's a kindred spirit because of that reason, at least for me. So Katrina Brown just released an awesome slasher book recommendation video, so please go check that out. I will link it below. I also have my own slasher book recommendation video, which I will link below. And I think you can't go wrong if you're looking for slasher books by watching Katrina's suggestions or my suggestions or both because actually she suggested a whole bunch of things that I didn't suggest and vice versa. Quickly before I sign off, let me tell you about my honorable mentions. I've got two honorable mentions, Alice, Sweet Alice, which is a very fun definitely mystery heavy slasher movie. It's more mystery oriented versus slashing oriented, but still worth viewing. 
but be warned, there's this really creepy character who's this really just gross looking dude who seems to be covered in cat pee and he like is hitting on this little girl and it's very disturbing so be warned about that if you're gonna check out Alice Sweet Alice. I don't condone that character he's very creepy and he's very gross and it's hard to look at him on screen but the movie is still entertaining and I really loved watching it for the very first time last year. Another movie that I just watched for the first time which is kind of an atrocity Sleepaway Camp. I watched that last year again for the very first time and it is a semi-classic in my opinion. I think that's more of a cult classic than anything on my actual top five list and that is why it didn't make my top five list or it would have. I thought that was more well known than Stage Fright, more well known than Terror Train, more well known than Intruder and so that's why it's just an honorable mention. Otherwise it could have been number one because Sleepaway Camp is awesome. It's got a great twist and it's got insane kills yeah, it's really tense as well at times, but also funny because some of the slashing and kills are a little bit corny, but I personally love that. I think that adds to a movie. So be warned when you look at my list, it's like not all scary and serious. Some of it is kind of outrageous. That's just me. That's what I like. And the very last thing before I sign off, two quick slasher book suggestions, which these I would consider underrated slasher books to go with my underrated slasher movies list. So quickly, just two, and I'm not going to even go into depth on this at all because I feel like I talk about this book all the time, flip it on my channel. So if you're a longtime viewer, I'm sorry, I'm going to mention it again. Taste Like Candy by Ivy Tholen, a very awesome, unique slasher, a slasher where you actually like the characters because they're smart, studious girls who have a lot of personality. There's also humor in this, and it also takes place at a Halloween carnival. So you can't go wrong if you're going to read this during Halloween time. Plus, look at this cover. So yes, I'm sorry, I will cut it short here I will not mention anything else about Taste Like Candy. And finally, The Sandman. This is so good and no one has taken my advice on reading it. This is by Miles Gibson. It is a vintage horror book so it is a little bit harder to find but you could easily find copies on thrift books or any of those types of websites online. This is just such a different slasher book and I never hear anyone ever talking about it. Luckily someone put this on my radar by commenting this as a suggestion on one of my YouTube videos last year. And I read this last year and was blown away. This is just so different from any other slasher I've read. There's some humor. It's written like a personal diary of a killer where our killer, who's nicknamed Mackerel, because as you could see here, he kind of looks like a fish with his mouth hanging open like that. I actually just found the paperback version when I was in Florida. And I gotta say, the suave guy here looks nothing how you imagine the character of Mackerel to look. So this is way more accurate to what the character actually looks like than this. But I still wanted to have a paperback copy because I love this book and story so much. So yeah, it's got dark humor, it's got gore, and it's just very zany and just weird. It's a weird book, but it's definitely appropriate if you enjoy slashers, especially slashers that aren't like mainstream type of slasher books. Because there's really not that many slasher books out there in terms of it's not a very long-lived horror fiction subgenre. It came after the popularity of horror slasher movies. And so yes, it's going to be authors who grew up being fans of horror slasher movies. And so then they decided to write horror slasher books. And so that's why there's not too, too many going too far back, but this is kind of an older one. In fact, when was this originally published? Let me see. This was originally published in 1984. So yes, this is 
quite old school. I mean, you know, after Halloween came out, but still old in terms of a slasher book. So I, I definitely recommend it. It is going to be different than what you, what you expect. The only, I gave this five stars, but the only criticism is there's a part in the beginning, like a few paragraphs that actually repeat at the end, but I guess it's for a reason because they revisit that time at the very end of the book. It's like, it starts there and then it ends there again. Anyway, it didn't bother me too much, but you might notice that if you pick up the book that, you know, a couple of paragraphs repeat in the beginning and in the end, but hey, doesn't take away, still five stars, still highly recommended. All right, guys, that's it. That's my list of favorite underrated slasher movies and two slasher book suggestions. I know I've already talked about Taste Like Candy, but I will take the excuse to talk about The Sandman once again because, yeah, nobody's picked it up. And I want to hear what other people think about it if they do pick it up. So anyway, guys, what do you think about any of the movies on my list? If you've seen any of the ones that I've talked about today, do you like them? Why? What is your favorite, once again, slasher movie? Especially what's your favorite underrated slasher movie? Comment any of that or all of that below. You guys know I love hearing from you. It makes it so much more special for me to interact with you guys. And we're approaching spooky season, and it's the most wonderful time of the year for beer and for fun. The fun part doesn't rhyme, but for beer, Oktoberfest, it's literally the greatest time for beer, specifically. But also the greatest time for horror, and the greatest time for spookiness, and the greatest time for bonding with your fellow horror buds and Halloween lovers. Anyway, I'm gonna stop gushing now. For this time, guys, that is it for me. Till next time, you guys know what you can do. I say it each and every time. Keep on killing it. Bye, guys.